national title preview, Davis gets in his feelings, and how Forrest Gump got royally screwed. All that next on Dotting the Eye with Davis and Chad. What's up, Buckeye Nation, and welcome to Dotting the Eye with Davis and Chad. This is episode 17 and your national championship preview. We are three days away. We are a go as of this morning. We are boarding the plane. We are heading to Miami soon, and it will be Ohio State versus Forrest Gump's alma mater. Those must be comfortable shoes. They are comfortable (laughs) shoes, and I'm telling you this much right now. I think Forrest Gump could possibly be the greatest football player in Alabama football history. I mean, well, he sure was a running fool. I'll give you that. But listen, he he played under Bear Bryant, so he's got to be worth something, right? That is true, man. Someone needs to check ESPN. Have you ever checked ESPN on Forrest Gump stats? No, it's got to be crazy. I guarantee, you know, he probably returned about 50% of, you know, the, the kick returns that they gave him. Probably did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 50%. He, he's, the, he's the best college player that no one ever knows about. Exactly. Everyone knows him, but no one actually knows him. I know. Nobody wants to talk about him. All right, all, right. all joking aside, we wait. Hold are on, going... for real though, Forrest Gump isn't real. Like he really didn't play for Alabama. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm telling you this much right now: if he's got any genes in the gene pool, we need to send Brian Hartline down there to talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. agree. I mean, he's probably still still got to be alive, and yeah, he's got a boy. That's true. That's true. You know something, dude? Real, real quick on that topic: that people don't realize that that is like one of the saddest movies of all time. Like, the chick gives him AIDS and then leaves him with a kid. Like, <laughs> sleeps with him while she has AIDS, dies, and leaves him with a kid. <laughs> I don't Didn't know if I want to go down. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go down this road. But I will tell you this. Anytime Forrest Gump is on TV, you better believe that it is. I'm probably going to end up watching it the rest of the way through. Oh, I yeah. mean, it, it's a good movie, man. It, it really is. All right. On to bigger and better things here. We're going to the Natty. We're three days away. How do you feel right now? Believe it or not, I feel surprisingly calm. And, you know, I, getting to the national championship game isn't necessarily something new, being an Ohio State fan. I mean, you know, I kind of grew up watching them in the late 80s, early 90s. So my first national championship experience was really in that 2002 against Miami. And, of course, we were supposed to get our tails kicked in by this team that's won 34 straight. And sure enough, we beat them in double overtime. Then we get there in 2006. And expect to, you know, kill whoever ends up getting in there and Florida sneaks in and we get demolished. And then, you know, we lose again, I think 2008 to LSU and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we get there again in 2014, kind of the underdogs again, pull through again. It never gets old. Now, sure, we're not Alabama or Clemson in regards to over the last 20 years, the amount of times you've been in the national title game. But we are still a close third right there. I mean, I, I could say besides LSU probably getting there multiple times the last 20 years, there's probably not been any other teams. Maybe Florida State, but that was, you know, that almost seems like decades ago when they were good. I just have a, I don't I can't explain it. I have a, a, a surprising calm about me. What about you? How are you feeling about this one? I got to be honest, man. You know, this is something I wanted to bring up. You know, the difference between coming off the high of the Clemson game and going into the national title game. Uh, on Monday. I just, I was on such a high from the Clemson game. And then all this stuff started to happen this week. Immediately, dude, I was filled with worry and not worry about who we're playing. 
not worry about playing Alabama. We'll talk about how I feel about that later on. But just worry about Justin Fields' ribs and COVID cases and, you know, all the stuff we heard this week. They're, they might be moving the game. Uh, the whole defensive line has COVID. No, just a couple people have COVID. You know what I mean? It's just the rumor mill starts, man, and I feel like that's been the narrative for this entire season is just you're waiting for the other shoe to drop every day. Yeah, it's definitely not been easy being a fan of Ohio State this year because I'll get into it later, but I, I don't even feel like I'm being biased. Uh, it may seem like a biased take, but I don't even feel like I'm being biased in saying that I think Ohio State has dealt with more adversity than any other college in college football this year. Because if you think about it, Ohio, uh, Ohio State wasn't even going to get to play it this year because the Big Ten voted to not play. And had it not been for Ohio State and uh, Nebraska, I mean, you know, those were pretty much the only two teams that were openly fighting for the season to even happen. And Justin Fields, if you remember at the beginning of the year, had the big petition that got like over 100,000 votes, you know, to, you know, reinstate the season and all this. You got to think like these players were fighting to even have a season. I mean, what doesn't mean doesn't matter on what end of the spectrum you fall on. I mean, they also fought for civil rights a lot in Columbus and Columbus was kind of heavily hit with, you know, a lot of protests and stuff that went downtown. And you saw a lot of the football team dealing with that while trying to get, you know, the team going uh, in in the conference to to be able to play. So even off the get go, man, they were already dealt some crappy cards. Finally get the season. And, you know, find out, okay, only eight regular season games. And then, you know, two teams cancel on them. And they have one team that we actually have to cancel ourselves because, I mean, as even Ryan Day has said uh, this week in the media, you know, we've been dealing with COVID for the last six weeks and it's not gone away. No, and, so, it, and it continues. And, and I can't name another team that has had to go through the same thing we had. You don't hear Alabama every week talking about, oh, this week we might have this position group out or that position group out or, you know what I mean? They're losing people to injury. They're not losing people to COVID, which, you know, brings me back to, I just don't understand how the Big Ten could have been hit so much harder than everyone else in the country. I feel like there's a turd in the punch bowl there somewhere. Like I said, either either something different is happening down there or they're not reporting correctly or they're testing less or something. I, I don't know what, but okay. my point is there's something I, different I know going, going on. I know where you're going with this. I can tell you very simply the reason why this has happened and why the Big Ten had to cancel so much more than every other conference is because of the stringent testing that they required. They're testing every single day. They're yeah, doing but the testing doesn't matter if you're testing negative. It does matter. It positive? does. That's the thing. Listen, I can't. I cannot. You know, I don't know the information on the validity or the type of tests that the SEC, the ACC, and these other conferences are doing. Did the other conferences have to have some cancellations? Yes, everyone dealt with some cancellations or, pardon me, postponements or switching. You know what team you're going to play around, but with the, as stringent a testing as we had. There was never going to be anything that went unnoticed. Top that with an eight-game season with no bye weeks and no way to make anything up. You know, between the testing and the late start and the way the schedule was is kind of the whole point I'm making with Ohio State having to go through adversity, knowing the team that they had coming back, knowing the goals that they wanted to have this year. They kept feeling like the rug was being pulled out from underneath them and they weren't going to have an opportunity to actually show what they were capable of doing. I think the Listen, whole year. I understand year, that, but the the Big Ten had a they had an advantage to this that nobody else had, and that is when they decided to do this, they pushed it back a couple of weeks. Remember, we started later than we were supposed to, so we had time to quarantine. We had time to get rid of everything that was in the system at that point in time and start fresh. And that goes for the entire Big Ten. Are you talking about? So the beginning we had an advantage. You talking yeah, about the, the beginning, beginning of the season? season? And if you follow the proper things during the season, you would think 
that the Big Ten would be in better shape than all the other conferences because of that. And we ended up being worse than all the other, which is really hard for me to grasp. Well, to be perfectly honest, I almost kind of feel like, you know, they made everything as strict as humanly possible because they're trying to appease both sides. They're trying to appease the fans and uh, these teams and the football players and everything by giving them a season. But at the same time, they were trying to make it almost so strict that they said, hey, you almost kind of good luck having a season following these rules. You know, the point being is that Ohio State has had so much happen to him this season that the storyline, like Ryan Day keeps repeating, like this is going to be one of the greatest stories in college football history if we can pull this whole thing off. And I understand where he's coming from because, like I said, from the beginning with, you know, not having the season, finally getting the season and trying to crane these games in and then dealing with COVID cancellations and then having such a small total of game to try to creep into the college football playoff and then it coming full circle to get your rematch against Clemson that we ultimately wanted uh, to happen. You know, it's it's almost storybook, man. It's almost storybook. You know, us as fans, we don't know what goes on inside the locker room. We don't understand what happens, you know, day in and day out with the play players and all the testing they have to do. Um, and I don't even know what their their lives are outside of football. I mean, I can imagine in my head that they're probably not given very many freedoms to go do anything that they actually want to do. Like I've said it week, week in and week out, you know, it, it's got to be really hard being 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old and having no social life. But that's their lives, man. So you can't tell me that this team isn't probably tighter and more bought in to a system and a program than almost any team in the country because adversity can either tear you apart or pull you together. And this team, as it's gone on, has found a way to pull themselves together. I think they're probably the most tightly knit group in the entire country. And I think that right there is going to be a huge advantage. And I think you you pretty much proved my point from what I was saying. I know in my heart and in my head that Ohio State has been doing everything they can to combat this thing. So it's really hard for me to understand how people aren't having the same problems we are. That's why I feel there's something, something's not right. I put well, it like that because there I, has I, been I, no worry about Alabama's situation. There's been no worry about, there was no worry about Clemson's situation. You know what I mean? There's no worry about Notre Dame's situation. But for some reason, and these are all people that played a lot more games than we did, but for some reason, Week in and week out, we have had this problem. I don't really have an answer for you other than I just think it comes from the strictness of the testing. I mean, all it takes is one person getting it, and we could have just gotten some bad luck, and one coach or one player or someone had gotten it and spread it around. Um, And once they find out, I mean, the good thing about the testing is that it could have went through the whole team. It could have taken us completely out of the season. Well, I mean, what's had the, the testing what's the latest, not been... What's the latest rumor on who's who's out? Uh, I mean, I don't even know if I have anything even accurate because, you know, most of the time you're kind of seeing a lot of consistency with some of the rumors, but this one's kind of scattered around. At first it was the entire D-line, the entire D-line group. Then it was just Tommy Togiai and... Um, uh, I can't remember. It was another defensive lineman. It wasn't Haskell Garrett. Then it was maybe a few linebackers like Pete Warner and uh, Tough Borland. But honestly, I don't know. And to be perfectly honest, I think if we were going to have to get hit with COVID, I think defense is the right spot to get hit in. I can go into that in more detail here in just a minute. But have you heard anything new? No, that's kind of what I'm hearing, too. Uh, the same thing. It's kind of scattered around. But, you know, it brings me to uh, another thing. I don't understand why we're so so tight-lipped about anything. I can understand game planning and stuff like that. I get that, man. But but not finding out who is actually going to play the game until two hours before the game, it's kind of getting old. Yeah, but 
who does that really hurt? The fans. Well, it hurts me. Yeah, it hurts fans. <laughs> but it's not hurting them because in their locker room, they know who's not playing. They know who, and they've had kind of a heads up on who needs to step up and who needs to practice. Because let's be honest, you know, Ohio State's not going to put backups in. Ohio State's going to put in starters, you know? Man, can you imagine it's, right it, now? But it's the honest truth because we re, we're in the top three, top five, top three in recruiting almost every single year. And you know that these players coming in all of a sudden are going to be household names the very next year once they become starters. The only thing they lack is experience. They don't lack the talent. They don't like the coaching. They're getting all the same coaching. My thing is this with this game is I think it's very apparent that both teams have probably two of the best offenses in the entire country this year. And I think it's apparent that both defenses are maybe a little opportunistic. They're still highly capable, but they I would not call them elite defenses by any stretch of the imagination. So I think it's very apparent that both teams are probably still going to get theirs um, in regards to points and offensive yards and so on. So the last thing I would want in a shootout is for my offense to be effective. If the defense is affected, then you can keep making that up by keep trying to score. So as long as we can be opportunistic on defense – and maybe get some stops or some turnovers or some field goals in the red zone, and we click on all cylinders like we did against Clemson on the offense, then we're not going to be really missing that much. Even though a lot of people are kind of starting to throw the red flag and saying, oh, well, Alabama's going to be full strength and we're not, you know, okay, our, our weakest part is what's being affected. And if it's already weak, you know, maybe you'll find some young blood in there that's going to go out there and play out of their mind. Who knows? But I know that the offense is really uh, kind of what our we're hanging our hat on this year. And as long as they go pretty much unaffected and we have all our playmakers out there, uh, we're still going to have a shot. Yeah, I believe we're going to have a shot. I do. It's just hard for me to accept coming into a game like this, not being at full strength, not being able to give them 100 percent of what we have. And also, man, I just in the back of my head, I think about these kids and I think about the fact that some of these guys have worked their whole lives to get where we're going Monday. And some of them are not going to get to play. I know. That's got to it- be just a punch in the face. Yeah, I'd say that's got to be gut-wrenching, you know, not just for the player, but for the coaches that see these guys develop and know what they go through day in and day out. Because as much as we'd like to sit there and try to understand, you know, all the two-a-days they go through and all the practices and all the time spent uh, once you've been recruited, then you come into the system and you have to wait till you get your black stripe removed to, you know, formally kind of be part of the team and to kind of work your way up the depth chart and spend your time on special teams and then finally get your moment and then have it taken away, like, Fighting for a a starting spot in the legit spot at Ohio State is like insanely difficult. You know, you have to be some the best of the best. So I can only imagine what some of these players are going through. And I think one thing that gets undersold a lot is what is is the mental strength that this team has? Because they could have broken a long time ago with everything that was going on. The season could have been canceled and they could have just been like, oh, well, that's it. No, they stayed strong and they fought. Hey, we got our season, but games are getting canceled. Hey, you know, we may not get in. Let's just throw in the towel. No, they kept fighting. They got finally the rematch and were huge underdogs, even though it was only seven point, you know, line. I mean, everyone's thinking we're going to get blown out. And what do we do? We come out and blow them out. The mental strength of this team, which goes back to, you know, I told you how tightly knit I feel like this team probably is. Probably the tightest team in regards to, you know, their relationship and their cohesiveness together. I think that goes so far with a team, man, because I think you take that back to even 2002 where we weren't the most talented team. But I guarantee that team was extremely cohesive and it showed 
against a team that we, we were supposed to get dominated by. So that's why I have kind of a sense of calm, man. And Ryan Day, like, you know, he had even mentioned, like, this is nothing new we're dealing with this week, you know, in preparation for the national championship. Like, you know, it's next man up. Like, are you going to fight for the brother next to you? Or, you know, are you going to step up and do what's necessary to try to help this team succeed? I, that's why I kind of have a sense of calm, man, because, you know, it, it's almost like it seems we should be completely outmatched. Even if we were had full strength against full strength, people still think Alabama's going to beat us. So this is just another reason to maybe just relax, play as hard as you can, and maybe it's that feeling that kind of gives me some hope. Yeah, I think this game comes down to one thing, to be honest. I've looked at it from several different angles. You know, I'm looking at it defensively on matchups. I'm looking at it offensively on matchups. My faith in this game lies solely in the capabilities of Justin Fields on Monday. How hurt is he? I'm sure he'll never tell. Um, You know, I heard what he said that he woke up Monday and thought it was or woke up the day after and thought it was better than it should have been. And then a couple of days later, he was actually really sore, which is kind of what happens anytime you get something like that. But how hurt is he? And is it a pain management issue or is it like an actual injury? You know, they're never going to tell us. But, you know, I think the difference between the two is going to be big because if it's just a pain management thing, obviously there's things that the doctors can do to combat that. You know, what his capability is, you know, if they think that he's not going to be a threat deep or, you know, whatever it is, it's going to change our game plan a lot. And I think they're going to try to protect Justin a little bit more. You know, I don't think we're going to see the design runs that we usually see. And I don't think we're going to see him run. I think we're going to see him throw the ball away more uh, this game than we usually do. Okay, so I agree with you a little bit in the fact that we're probably going to see a little bit of different design. You're not going to see as much quarterback run, which you're not always seeing quarterback run from Justin. Sure, you're going to see the the read option that happens a few times a game, and he keeps. I think that I have a feeling that you know he he's going to be he's going to be just fine and the reason why i'm mainly feeling that is because we now have a run game we can trust with the running back and even if master teague isn't even good to go for this game still that's fine because that freshman uh was it mayan williams man he, he he looked like he can step in at a given time and still give us some positive energy some positive yards uh if need be but trey sermon's completely capable of taking 30 snaps and trey sermon over the last three games is averaging, gosh, what, like over 200 yards a game. I, I think there's not as much stress on Justin Fields to keep the ball and run with it because we now have a running game we can rely upon a lot more. I, I know that he definitely practiced today. Um, I know he did sit out a few days to try to help let you know let his body rest. But you don't realize that these players have like cryogenic chambers and access to like the the latest and you know greatest thing to try to help recoup their bodies. Like he's gonna be ready. And let alone being in a football game, let alone a national title game, his adrenaline's going to be pumping so much, he's probably not going to feel anything. So I don't worry about him at all, to be perfectly honest. Like, that is not even in my realm of worrying about him. I don't think you have to worry about his injury or any risk of that affecting his performance. I just think he needs to play within himself and he needs to play smart and he needs to basically, you know, kind of play the way he did against Clemson. I mean, if you think about it, when he got hurt in Clemson, he had thrown two touchdown passes at that point. He came back through four immediately after that hit. So now that he's had some time to, I mean, because they changed the game plan. Did you see Justin Fields run the rest of that game in Clemson? No. Yeah, but that's a mid game thing instead of a yeah, but did to prepare thing. Did it affect our offense with Justin Fields not running? But do, do can you, you honestly sit there and tell me that they wouldn't have changed the game plan if they had a chance to? If they weren't mid game? Who are you talking about? Clemson or Ohio State? Ohio State. 
Change what game plan? The game plan for Justin Fields. You're trying to say that, yeah, he came out after the after the injury and threw more touchdowns. I get that. But I can guarantee you, I'd bet you a million dollars on it. That wouldn't have been the plan. That would not have been the plan uh, if it wasn't mid-game. That's I mean, mid-game. That's I, an adjustment you can't make. You've already committed. I don't know. I don't know. But I guess basically, and I see where you're coming from, but the point I'm making is that we don't necessarily need Justin Fields to be mobile to beat Alabama. We just need him to be efficient, and we need him to not turn the ball over. And we just and I trust Trey Sermon with our running game. And I think if both of those boys can play to the level that they're capable of, we're we're gonna get ours on offense. Like I'm fully expecting if both offenses play the way that they have all year, it the both teams are gonna be in the forty point range. I think it's fully gonna depend on Justin Fields mentally because he's gonna have to channel that out because you know I don't care who you are when you're hurt or you favor something, you th- you're, it changes your thinking. Yeah, It changes the way that you do things, and that's what I'm scared about. I hope that they can get him to a manageable level where that does not affect him because hey, I you feel remember, like he's not going to make hey, the same move. Do you remember when he sprained his thumb against Northwestern in the Big Ten championship game we were worried about how he was going to throw the ball? Do you remember that? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and, but it, and his comment was, I'll be ready by game time. You know what his comment was this time? I'll be ready by game time. I hope so. Listen, I hope I so, have, man. Listen, we're, we're for for one of the few times this year, I'm on a completely different end of the spectrum. I'm feeling relaxed. I wouldn't say highly confident, but I am definitely feeling pretty confident because I just have a I have a belief in this team that goes beyond what the eye test is. It goes beyond what statistics is. You know, I really feel like as a fan, I'm kind of going through the season with him because as you s- expressed all of your frustrations with, you know, the COVID and games getting, getting canceled and the season may not even be happening at that point, part of them almost kind of has to feel like they were given, I wouldn't say given the gift to be there, but it almost feels like a gift to be there in the fact that, you know, three, four months prior, we weren't even having a season. And yet here they are in the national championship. Dude, that's like you know, you're, you're betting on borrowed time there. Like, make the most of the opportunity. Like, Ohio State almost has nothing to lose here. You know what I mean? Like, Alabama almost has everything to lose here because they have been far and away the best team in the country for the entire season. And they have the Heisman winner. And they have the best quarterback in the nation. And they have the best running back in the nation. Like, they literally have everything to lose if they don't pull out this national title. So who's the pressure really on? Man, that's that's a hard question to answer. Because, like you said, there's just many ways that you can really look at that and try to portray or try to think who you think the pressure's on. To me, I think the pressure's on us. I don't. I And I'll tell you why I think the pressure's on us. Because we set a bar last week. We talked about a million times before this. We really didn't know. We hadn't seen this team fire on all cylinders yet this entire season. Okay? Every game, there's a little something. Either we're missing personnel, you know, we play poorly on defense, you know, missing coaches, missing coaches, yeah, something. So when we finally get together, it's one game, right? And we fire on all cylinders. Justin Fields plays out of his mind. The whole team plays out of their minds, right? And we put it on Clemson, but still, in the back of my mind, that's one game. We have seen that team one time, and we're all automatically assuming that that team is going to be the same team we see on Monday. That has not been proven doesn't have to be the same team. It could be flipped. Trey Sermon could go freaking nuts and run for 400 yards. Well, if you want to go home with a trophy, it does. Or if you want to go home with like a piece of grass and a t-shirt says runner up on it, then maybe not. Has has Alabama and Mac Jones actually been tested at all this year? 
I mean, I would maybe give them against Florida. Florida oh, but, was just a, Florida oh, was Davis. just a shootout. Florida oh, but was Davis, just a they play, but they play in the Almighty SEC. Davis. Oh, I know. Oh yes, that's what they're sure. telling me. Oh, trust me, I'm on the same boat with you. I I think that gets way overblown, and they excuse every loss in every close game, and blah blah blah. I get it. It's Snorefest, okay? Because it's just like mainstream media. They only tell you what they the narrative that they want to tell you, and that's what ESPN does because they have interest in the SEC and no other conference. So I get it. But what I'm saying is, if you actually step back and look at the, I, I, I'm not even talking about like trying like. People are trying to compare, you know, what does Alabama look like all season? What does Ohio State look like all season? Okay. And then I understand that Alabama is very consistent, very dominant. And then you're looking at Ohio State, inconsistent, only dominant one time. That's all you've seen. So Ohio State's a lot more of a question mark. You're not sure what you're going to see. Right. But you have to kind of go with your gut feeling in this game. And I think being close to Ohio State, keeping up with a lot of the stuff, I just have this feeling, and I can't explain it, but I just have this feeling that not only are we going to come out fired up, but we are going to come out playing for the person next to us more than anyone else is going to come out for the person playing next to them. I just, I, I, I can't explain it, man. It's like a sixth sense. I just have a feeling about this game, and it's a positive one. See, and that's the difference between us on this one, which is generally not how we go, but you're more right now in the spiritual mode of college football and I'm looking more at the matchups and the things that are going on. And I you're like, you're in the, like, I just have a feeling kind of deal, you know? And I'm not saying that we're going to lose this game. I have a feeling about how I think this game is going to go. And I think we have a real chance of winning this game. I think certain things have to happen. And I think there's certain things that I got to let go of now that I know are going to happen. And that's how I think it's going to go down. You're just more of a, and I've been in your shoes before. We've had these conversations before where I'm like, I don't know why, just feel like we're going to kill them. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I've had those feelings. But this game, I don't know why. I'm, And it has to be because of such a high last week and all the things that have happened this week that I'm more leaning towards the, you know, the numbers game in this one. I'm going to make a hot take right now. And since I'm in my feels, and I might get roasted for this later, but it just, I don't even know why, man. It just literally popped into my head, but it's just a feeling that I think Sean Wade is going to have the game of his life on Monday. I don't know why. I know that we have given him crap the entire year, but he's most likely going to be the one going up against uh, Devontae Smith. And I just have a feeling I'm going to do an alt. I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to mess our order up here. I'm going to do an ultimate hot take, and I'm going to say he gets at least one pick today, at least one pass breakup. I'd say he's probably going to keep Devontae Smith under 100 yards. You want any fries with that? I don't know, man. Listen, I, I swear to God, like, I'm not being possessed right now. Like, this is – I think this year more than any other year, you cannot sit there and look at stat lines, and you can't look at, well, you did this against this team, and then this team did this, and you're trying to look at third party, and and you play in this conference. Listen, at this point, these are the two teams. I don't care how they got there. You can try to match them up all you want to, but let's be honest. You know, who is really coming in with a head full of momentum at this point? Who's coming in here with, you know – Almost this feeling like it's destiny a little bit. Like LSU was kind of that team last year. I know, you know, but what you're forgetting to look at, you're forgetting to look at the fact that Alabama has a hair up their ass because of 2014. Nah, if you that's too long that, ago. That was if too you long think that's ago. not posted in a locker room, dude, it, I'm telling you. Uh, listen, you I'm not going to say. Like that? Listen, I'm not going to say that's not used as motivation, but 
to be honest, there's no players on their team that were there that year. It or doesn't matter. very few. No, that it does matter. matter because that has to be a lot more recent. Like, okay, so then are you going to make the argument that Justin Fields has a bone to pick with Alabama because the last time he faced them was in the national championship game when he was played for Georgia and they put him in for one play on a fake punt? Yes, because if you go no. to a school, if you go to it's a, a school, different situation, man. It's not. If you go to a school right now, okay, so you're telling me that every year when we play Michigan and it's a tradition and it's a rivalry, since you don't have a bone to pick with Michigan because you, you beat them the year before that, now all of a sudden it's not a big game? No, that's it's different. Not a you, game. You, no, it's you not. Can't, you're fighting you can't, for the history of you your school. You can't throw the team up north in that argument. Yes, you can. That's because not, no, you, because that's a rivalry game. And we hate You them. are fighting for your school and the history of your school. You buy into that when you sign the dotted line to play at Ohio State, and especially when it's you sign the dotted, dotted line, line to play anymore. for Ryan We're not Day. living in the 1950s. Listen, I don't care if it's line, dotted, okay? solid. I don't care if it's upside down in a loop-de-loop. <laughs> All I'm saying is you sign that line, you come in with the passion to play your school has a bone to pick with somebody, you play for your school, and I'm telling you, dude, don't sleep on Alabama. And I'm not saying we're going to lose I'm this not game. Sleeping I'm just saying on they're them. coming I, out. Listen, you are. I you have a feeling on everything. I will be the first person to tell you that you got they a feeling are that tonight's going to be a good night. Number one. Listen, I'll be the first one to tell you, Alabama is the obvious number one team this year. They have been the most dominant. They have played in, quote-unquote, the best conference in the country. They've dominated every team they played, Okay. Ohio State's looked very suspect at times. I get that. Ohio State's defense has looked suspect at times. Justin Fields has even looked suspect at times. He's suspect. But you know what? It's just like Ryan Day said in the video footage that wasn't supposed to get out after the Big Ten championship game. All it takes is one game. We don't have to beat them seven. We don't have to beat them nine. We don't have to beat them ten times. We have to beat them once. And I don't care if you say that nine times out of ten Alabama wins this game. We just need it to be that one time Ohio State wins. Whoa, 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 and I'll be, whoa, whoa. And I'll be, and listen. Don't I'll you be, tell me that I said Alabama's going to win this game. I didn't. I just enjoy arguing everything you say on purpose. Well, I didn't everything. say that you said that. I'm saying in general to the, just the general belief, okay? The general belief is that Alabama is the better team. Alabama is going to win this game, okay? The only reason why people aren't just saying, oh, Alabama is just going to kill them outright. It's like, why did they even show up? Is because of what we did to Clemson. It opened people's eyes a little bit. But okay. I understand the skepticism of, hey, that's the only time you've shown us that kind of team all year. And now we're going to be missing people on top of that. I have been I just, listening to people. I get it hate on us all week and do you know how sweet it would be like listen it's already been amazing keeping up with and backtracking on all those clemson people and all those ohio state haters that said we were going to get blown on that game like don't get me wrong dude i hope ryan day jerks saban's pants down right at the 50 yard line and wears his ass out that's what i hope (laughs) i'm just being honest he can use to be taken over a knee like pulls a happy Gilmore, pulls a shirt over his head and punches him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it. Be- believe that. But okay. So uh, we're at this point now, uh, you know, I don't want to make this thing too long. Y- tell me what's going to happen, man. Give me the synopsis. Give me, give me the synopsis and a final score. If we, uh, if you say we win, how do you think we win? I think, I, th- I think we win because I think we continue to not settle for field goals. I think we win because our defense uh, gets opportunistic. Mac Jones has not really been pressured much all year so we don't know what kind of quarterback he is under pressure we don't know how he deals with maybe coming from behind in a game i think it's important we get out uh, in front a little early or at least we make it up by halftime i think the defense gives up a 
ton of yards, but we hold them a few times in the red zone. We get an, a Sean Wade pick or a fumble, and I think we play clean football, and I see this as an Ohio State 10-point victory. Well, give me the score. 45-35. Okay. Okay. On my side of it, I see this game. I think that it comes down to me on whether or not, what's his face? Dang, I can't even say it now. Uh, receiver, Waddle. Whether or not Waddle is going to be full strength when he comes back in or whether or not that's going to be a decoy. I think that's going to matter. Um, I think that's going to have a huge bearing on whether or not Mr. Heisman is going to get the ball more. I think the key to this game is stopping the big play. Um, I think if we can somehow contain that, I think that we can play enough defense to get more stops than Alabama will on us. I believe in our offense, especially with um, everybody going to be playing. I think Justin Fields is hurt, but I think he will maintain. They will slightly change the game plan uh, to fit that. But I think we will still stay balanced. And I think you're going to see a lot less running from Justin Fields. I think he's going to throw the ball a little bit more. I think you're right on the red zone. I think we continue to try to put the ball in the end zone and not come away with three. I feel like this game is going to come down to the wire. I feel like it's going to come down to a fumble um, late in the game or a turnover late in the game or a kick return late in the game. Something big, fake punt, something out of the ordinary, I think is going to change the tide of this game. I am going to go 45-42 Buckeyes. I like it. I think I think these are completely plausible. And sure, had we not seen the Clemson game, people would have probably been looking at us like we belong in a mental institute. Mental institute. You know, even though the, the game came kind of as a surprise against Clemson, that's the team that I legitimately believed we were going to be this year. It's the team that... That they believe they were going to be this year. And I think we finally saw it. I think even if we have a D-line issue and a defensive issue where other teams are going to, or other players are going to have to step up and start, these other players that are going to have to start have still played snaps this year. You know, it's not like they're coming in their first game ever and they're going to be, you know, wide-eyed against Alabama. Like, they've played. And these are still four- and five-star athletes with the same coaching. I don't know, man. I just I know rhyme or reason if you want to just pull straight stats and you want to be nerdy about this and pull it, you know, as you know, for sure fire as you can be, you see Alabama winning this one, probably covering her spread. But I, I just I this this feels too special to me, man. This whole the way the whole season has went feels too special. And maybe I'm just too close to it now, too emotionally involved in it, but I don't see us at least not being hyper competitive. And I just, I, I feel like we're going to do it this year, man. I do. I factored in that a little bit in my prediction of this game. If I look at the X's and O's of it and the matchups of it, and being the fact that we don't know what we're really missing right now, we think we know what we're missing, but we don't know. Um, so the pressure that's going to be put on Mac Jones could be some or could be a lot less than we think based on who we're missing. And I think, but what I did was I compensated for that by what you're saying. This season does have a feeling. It does. It, it, and we talked about this before. It feels similar to 2014. It really does. It's almost and destiny, man. It's almost it destiny. Is. You just have too many. Even in our personal lives, man, we're having a lot of things. We're not going to you know, let the listeners know what's going on in our personal lives. But you know, there's even some deep stuff in our personal lives that are really mimicking what's happened back in 2014. And like, I, 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 we can't explain it, man. You're, it's almost you're just going to have to kind of trust us and believe in us that we're right in this. I think we will will a win. I think that's how it's going to go. I think it's going to be, I, I don't know why, but in my head I see it being some magical thing that ends in, in something close. 
I'll put it like that. That's how I see it going down is just it's going to be something close. That's like how you see it. Like you just have a feeling that we're going to come out and play on top of the world and, and we're going to win by 10 points. I just feel like it, there's going to be something like almost like the 2002 national championship, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's there and I think I think these boys are going to get ready to play. I mean. It's going to be really hard to eat some crow. If we're extremely wrong, we lose by 20, <laughs> which I'll be honest, is a potential. It's definitely possible that could happen. Oh, yeah. But, oh yeah. I mean, I'm not sitting here admitting that Alabama's a better team or Ohio State's a better team. I just know they've had two completely different seasons. They've went through two completely different sets of problems they've had to go through for the year. And Alabama, for the most part, has went through the whole season unscathed, to be perfectly honest. Well, then let's scathe them. That's where I'm at. You know, <laughs> hey, listen, everything there's there's a reason things are average for a reason. You can have a high and then a low and then it's somewhere in the middle. Alabama's been on high for a long time. Time for them to get more down to an average. And Man, you know, I Ohio State's so. been below average most of the time. Time for them to average up more to their high. Yep. Well, listen, hey, we've we've rambled on long enough here. We will be doing a post game reaction after this at some point. You know, I'm sure the day after or a couple of days after the national title game. Uh, depending on you know what happens, we'll we'll do a reaction video. Make sure that you're looking out for that on Facebook, Davis. All right, guys. Well, again, Chad and I really appreciate uh, all the support we're getting. Uh, we're getting a lot of great feedback. We're starting to get a lot more interaction through our social media accounts. And listen, guys, this thing's grown. We just started this thing this year. The sky's the limit. Uh, we really enjoy what we do. We enjoy talking about Ohio State football. We hope you enjoy listening. You know, hopefully here before too long, we really hope to kind of get you guys more involved in our process. So uh, if you get the chance, we're uh, on all social media platforms like Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. And of course, I put up the um, uh, podcast on YouTube as well. So you also get the chance to, uh, you know, kind of watch it on there uh, if you get the free time. But give us a like, subscribe, uh, comment uh, on our page and let us know what you think. And, you know, just interact with us because at the end of the day, we're all fans here, you know, and we're all in support of the Buckeyes and we're at the end of the road. Let's hope we finish on a high note. And as always, go Bucks. O.H. Oh,